a no is just, you know, another opportunity, I feel like, to dig deeper and figure out like if there is a way that we could, you know, work together or just pass on it and go to the next person. Welcome, everybody. This is For the Love of Money, where we are making you unapologetic about your pursuit of success by sharing the tools, tips, and stories of those who have already made it. My name is Chris Harder, and each week I will bring you incredible guests in order to prove that when good people make good money, they do great things. Hey, everybody, welcome back to another incredible episode of For the Love of Money. I cannot wait for you to hear today's episode because this is an interview that will take away all excuses you have around not being able to afford to start your business. We are about to blow your mind because I'm going to sit down with Tata Tikaradzi, the founder of Barter and B. And when you hear the story of how she created Barter and B, it's going to blow your mind and you're going to be so inspired. And you're going to finally feel like you have a way to start this business idea that has always been on your mind, except you didn't feel like you had the money to start. Now, what is Barter and B? Barter and B is this awesomely curated community of female entrepreneurs, all exchanging essential goods and services without using any capital at all. That's right. She built a platform where you get to basically go on and say, here's what I need and here's what I'm good at. Who wants to barter? and thus build your business or grow your business with some of the things that you need without having to spend a dime. How cool is that? Now, in her spare time, so to speak, Tata is a branding expert and genius marketer who has an incredible digital media agency as well. It's called To The Moon Social. And they work with some of the biggest brands out there, helping them with their social media and with their marketing. And as Tata started to build this business, she kept running into one problem. And that was in order to progress and really expand the way she needed to, she needed to invest in professional services, things like graphic design work, photography, web development, you name it. But as a brand new business owner starting out, she didn't always have the cash in her bank account to pay for these types of services. And many times you don't either, correct? And so when she looked around, she saw so many of her other creative and entrepreneurial friends running up against the same problem. And often they needed her help with their social media. So naturally, they started to swap services and something amazing happened. Everybody grew their businesses together and thus Barter and B was created. So I can't wait for you to hear this interview. I can't wait for you to hear her story. It's a story of being able to start when you think you have nothing and end up at the top. It's also a story that's going to talk about resourcefulness and money mindset and asking for your true value and applying a value to your services. This is one of those episodes that's going to expand your mind and expand your business at the same time. So get ready, listen up, because here we go. Tata, thank you so much for being on the show. I'm out of my mind excited to talk to you, primarily because I feel like you are the excuse buster for every entrepreneur I talk to that are like, I can't find somebody to hire, or I can't find someone, or I can't afford someone to do this. So we are going to go so deep on like crushing entrepreneurs' excuses today. How are you? I'm amazing. Thank you so much for having me. I'm beyond honored. Um, and I love that title, Excuse Buster. So right? that's awesome. Listen, um, I think it was meant to be that you and I are going to have a chat because offline, you and I realize we have so many friends in common. So this is going to be the start of something really exciting. And speaking of starting, I always start with rapid fire. It's a fun way to help my listeners get to know you in a hurry. And then if there's like something really good that comes up, we'll circle back around and do a deep dive on it. Are you in? Perfect. All right. We're going to start real easy. Where'd you grow up? Um, I was born in Tbilisi, Georgia, former Soviet Union, grew up in Atlanta, Georgia. Very cool. And where do you live now? I live in Mar Vista. Uh, that's, a, that's an extreme difference. Oh, huge difference there. <laughs> favorite quote? Ooh, favorite quote. Uh, don't be another brick in the wall. Oh, I love that. What's one of your superpowers? My superpowers. I'm a people person. Um, I adjust and tweak, you know, to different people. I think that would be my biggest strength. So strong. What's one of your favorite books? Favorite books, Catcher in the Rye. Oh wow! I haven't read that since like a hundred years ago. That's so such a good, good reminder. It. Yes. Okay. What's one of the things that you're challenged by right now? 
Oh man, um, the building process of a new website, business in general, growing business, um, health and fitness. Okay, you sound like all, me and everybody else I know right now. Exactly, all, right, all the things. Balance. I guess balance is the biggest one. How do I find balance in all the things? Oh, that is a whole separate conversation. We can go down the rabbit hole on a couple more of these real quick. What's one of your favorite accomplishments so far? I think launching two businesses. Yeah, because you not only have the Barter and Bee that we're going to talk about, but you have a big social media agency as well, don't you? I do. I have a digital agency called To The Moon Social, and they kind of support each other. So we can dive into that. I love it. We definitely will. Two more questions. What's something generous you've done recently? Um, something generous I've done recently. Let's see. I mean, you know, I let the, the average person pass. While driving in traffic. Hey, that's a but big deal here. <laughs> in LA, it is a huge yes. deal. Nobody does <laughs> nope. this. Um, I'm trying to think something generous I've done. Ooh, I paid for somebody's card wasn't working at Zara and I paid for their purchase and then they like paid me later via Venmo. So that was something. That's really cool. That's super awesome, especially at yeah. Zara, right? Yeah, all the little, little things count. Yeah, they really do. And last but not least, what are you grateful for today? I'm grateful for health, family, friends, um, the ability ability to be in Los Angeles and do what I want to be doing. Um, my parents risked a lot for us to grow up in America, and my my goal is to really make them as proud as I possibly can. That's so cool. I am sure, and I don't want to speak for them, but I'm sure you are doing that because you are crushing it. We're going to talk all about that. Matter of fact, let's start there. I want to get right to the punchline right away. Would you please tell us what barter and B is? And how it works because I tripped across it on Instagram, <laughs> which by the way, good job. You must be crushing it with Instagram. But I tripped Thanks. across it on Instagram and I reached out to you. I was like, this is amazing. So you got to explain it. Thank you. Thank you so much. So Barter and Bee is an online curated community of female entrepreneurs that exchange their essential goods and services without utilizing capital. Um, we have photographers on there, accountants, attorneys, event planners, business coaches, graphic designers, artists, people that are renting their properties. So it really has uh, developed into something much bigger and broader than I ever envisioned for it. And as the months and years continue, it continues to surprise me with how it's kind of shifting and, and shaping itself very authentically. And it's only a couple of years old, right? Yeah, so Barter and B is two years old. We launched of uh, February thirteenth, two thousand eighteen. Yeah, I mean, it's it, I'm a solo founder, so I've really leveraged my skill set and really, you know, what Barter and B is to prove that you can build a company without spending a dollar. So up until literally now, I have not spent one dollar on Barter and B other than you know trademarking and. Um, the legalities of things. It's so cool. So you have literally walked the talk, so to speak, and you've used what you are now selling, I guess for lack of a better term, but to build this company. Yep. I felt like if I was going to... you know, When I conceptualized the idea of Barter and B, I was in such a growing place. You know, Individually as a person, I was new to Los Angeles and it was kind of in that moment where at my kind of my darkest place where I conceptualized this idea of I being first generation immigrant in this country and not having family money and not, you know, having this chunk of savings and coming out here. I really came out here with nothing at all. And I had a job in line in Costa Mesa and moved to Newport Coast as a marketing director. And so I really uh, have worked since I was 14. And for me in that moment, I was doing so much soul searching and through that kind of like had this epiphany and idea of what if I can just build a business utilizing my skill set with people and with marketing since that was like really all I I know and so that's kind of what I did and like slowly but surely I started trading my social media services to start harnessing and getting the things I needed for Barter and B to to come together and you know, everyone has a great idea but I feel like the execution Really is such a big component. You know, I, I have loads of friends that come to me with great ideas, and then nothing comes of it. And this, to me, felt like it was a really good idea. But I had a lot of these types of ideas, so I took it to my uh, most cynical friends and family. And once I had their support, I was like, "Oh wow, 
you know, maybe I'm really onto something. And really it wasn't, it was meant for other people to utilize this kind of bartering system to build their businesses because I knew that I could do it. So why couldn't someone else apply the same thing? I love that. And so I want to take this a step deeper because you said you kind of built what you needed at the time. And that's where this idea was born, right? You said, wait, why couldn't I just trade out my social media to build this idea that I have? Did I read somewhere that you were down to like your last $78 when you started this com- this company? <laughs> yes, it was terrible. So at this time, when I first moved out here, it'll be 6 years, February 14th that I've lived in LA. So when I first moved out here, my family said, you know, if you want to move to Los Angeles, you need a job. So I applied to one place. I ended up getting hired there. That job was like I said in Costa Mesa. I was there for about 10 months. I absolutely hated Orange County it wasn't the fit for me. I didn't have the Bentley and the baby. And I felt very uh, distant from all of my close friends and my Atlanta community that was in LA. So I packed up, I, I left the job and I moved in with my two guy friends in Santa Monica. And so here I am, no job in Santa Monica. And one of my, one of my roommates at the time uh, was a trainer who was training the wife of a restaurant owner. So he was like, I could get you an interview waiting tables. And I was like, I cannot believe that I am back to waiting tables. And then my other roommate was in production and he was like, look, you're ethnically ambiguous. Why don't you go out for some commercial stuff? You know, that might also help support, you know, keeping the lights on. And so I was like, okay, here I am in LA and I'm waiting tables and now I'm taking, you know, acting classes for commercials. The true LA story, by the way. True LA story, but like getting suckered into you need these headshots and you need to take this, uh, you know, acting class and you need this. And I by accidentally signed up for a two month intensive comedy acting course at Leslie Kahn, which couldn't have been. I mean, honestly, I can, I, I might, you know, have them to thank for coming up with the idea of Barter and B because it was through. The, it felt like I was in therapy, honestly. It was me in a class with six dudes and for two months. And I was there four days a week and then waiting tables at night and had no money. And so the $78 that um, was very, very true. And I uh, flew back home for from Christmas and I landed in, in LA January. I had no job in sight. And then I had $78. And I like am not the person to ask for help or money or anything. Mm-hmm. And I got this email saying like from the um, the my my roommate's coworker friend saying, you know, we're hiring at this restaurant. And that kind of like slowly started, you know, this process. Oh, the irony. You have trouble asking for help and asking for money. And you started the biggest, coolest bartering exchange (laughs) site for entrepreneurs I have ever come across in my life. Do you realize the irony in that? (laughs) Oh my gosh. I didn't think about it that way. But yes, I mean, I think I valued what I could offer to people. So, you know, there's a lot of pride in being vulnerable. I think that, you know, people should ask for help when they need it. I just never did that for financial things and I never wanted to owe anyone anything. But when it came to the value that I could offer them and trade that in return for something I needed, I have no problem asking for that. And so many people do. I find that so many people are so nervous or scared to hear the word no. It's just totally fine. A no is just, you know, another opportunity I feel like to dig deeper and figure out like if there is a way that we could, you know, work together or just pass on it and go to the next person. So the beauty of Barter and B is that the community that that I've built, which is over 500 members now, these are all women that have agreed to the idea of bartering. So you've kind of like already gone over that hump of uncomfortable, you know, conversation because there is that stigma that bartering is um you know, cannot, it's not as smooth or it's disvaluing your services. And so we really want to um, change kind of how society is is viewing that and that you could get a lot out of it and you could get what you want out of it. Yeah. So it's not devaluing your services at all. It's doing what you need to do when you need to do it. And what I love about you is you are a walking, talking example of being resourceful. That's really what you're selling. You're selling an organized way to be more resourceful or a safer way or a more approachable way to be more resourceful. Because I'll be honest, the bulk majority of entrepreneurs, beginner entrepreneurs that reach out to me, and then when I give them advice of what to do, the very next message back is, 
well, I can't afford that, or I don't know where to find that, or I don't know where to begin. And all of those are such shallow excuses. When They're now, excuses. yeah, they could log right in or, or get a membership at Barter and B and everything they need is right there in, in the masses. Exactly. And right now, you know, Barter and B, the current website is the website that I built. So this new phase of MVP that we're building for Barter and B, um, hope to launch mid-February is hopefully on that, you know, the launch date of the original launch date, the 13th. We'll see. Um, Galentine's Day, is that what they call Gal- it? Yeah, Galentine's Day. It'd be a cool two-year anniversary to, to launch the new improved M- MVP site. That is that is the dream. But you know, it's like building a house. We'll see if, if these contractors stay on their date. <laughs> now, are, are you still doing it through bar- uh, bartering? It's still going to be through bartering, very much so. Uh, what we're really doing is amplifying the user experience, uh, that customer management system, so that members have their own login. They can chat with each other. There's ways that they can share news with each other. So think like a glorified Facebook group where you can, um, you know, post your upcoming events, your upcoming webinars, your um, any kind of news that you have, also. So. It's been such an amazing experience kind of building this process. But the current website, you know, for me, I was like, it got us to where we need to be, but we wanted to make the user experience so much better for these members. And I talked to the members, and they're the ones, honestly, that gave me such great ideas of what if we did this, or what if there was like, uh, you know, a turn on off type of mm-hmm. toggle, like I'm accepting trades, yeah. I'm not accepting trades, you know? So, they gave me so many great ideas. There's um, a, there's a. By the way, I hope everyone catches what you're saying right now, Tata. Is this is how you build a business? You go out to your customers, you go out to your users, and yes, even the people that walked away saying, "Oh, this is not for me," and you say, "What would have made it better?" It's the answers to the test. It's another example of you being resourceful, and it's another example of you doing what most people listening are afraid to do or won't do. I love that you are on the show right now. Okay, so I want to ask, <laughs> give me like a really cool example of two people that met through Barter and B, exchanged services and rode off into the sunset. Okay, so I have a ton. Um, a, one of my favorite stories to tell is a photographer trading with a graphic designer. Valerie was the photographer. The graphic designer was Jesse. One's located in Los Angeles. One's located in Chicago. They never knew each other at all. They both are members of Barter and B. And one has a large. Uh, the photographer has a large following on social media. She has, you know, had her business for much longer than the other one, who's in Chicago. She's just starting out, first year in business. And when you're really truly good at something. It just shows and that confidence really is so important. And I'll get to why later. But what Jessie did was she checked out all of Valerie's you know, social media and website and um, her email newsletter and everything and realized, okay, well, maybe I can offer my branding services to her. So reached out to her, cold reached out, literally copied the email off of the website, sent her a cold email and said, Hey, checked out your stuff, uh, found you on Barter and B. I see that you know your site looks beautiful, but you kind of are blending into every other wedding photographer. Is there you know any way that you're open to being rebranded? Here are a couple of examples of my work, so on and so forth. Valerie gets back to her and says, "Oh my gosh, so funny that you mentioned that. I'm actually through the process of rebranding with this agency. However, they're you know really making me do so much of the work versus vice versa, and I'm not really in love with the process that I have with them. But I'll keep you posted. But pretty much, for lack of better words, said no and passed on it." And so Jess, Jessie was like, uh, didn't take no for an answer. She emailed her back and said, Look, I couldn't help myself. Please see attached a couple of logo examples and um, a couple of different color variations. And before Valerie could even respond back, she like had the new logo already in her signature. And they started working together. The uh, Jesse from Chicago flew to LA, stayed with her. They did a photo shoot for Jesse's new website. And then she's like hired, I want to say like four or five people since then, uh, because her business is like thriving because Valerie has shared so many of her people to Jesse. And so I know that's like a lot of like, um, you know, no, it's awesome because I hope people really caught what happened in the story there. Not only did they fulfill each other's needs through bartering, but then she's getting paid referrals because people saw 
the rebranding that she did for her. And I'm sure people are like, oh my God, who did your branding? It's amazing. And then of course she refers them because just because you start with Barter and B doesn't mean that you have to stay with Barter and B and necessarily not get paid jobs too, right? Exactly. And that's the beauty of it is that because they had such a beautiful barter exchange and experience and that relationship was built and now they're friends. Now Valerie's always going to refer business to her, vice versa. So it goes so much more beyond, oh, I'm getting free stuff. This website and this community is not for someone who's, you know, I guess looking for free stuff. This is more for someone that understands, you know, the services they offer and knows their value and knows exactly what they're looking for and to exchange that. And then also someone who has a healthy relationship with money. This isn't for a girl, you know, at the time, yes, I was absolutely broke and uh, I leveraged my resources and my services that I offer to get the things I needed because I was broke. But not everyone is in that financial situation. And I think if you do have that healthy relationship with money, then you can say, Oh, I do want that $500 facial from this amazing esthetician. However, how cool would it be if I offered her you know, a landing page website, you know, and and showed her how to like use copy better on her sales tactics to close more clients and then get those facials for free. So it's more finding like the what you're looking for and then knowing, you know, the value of, of the work that you're providing. Okay, we talk about money mindset, knowing your value all the time on the show. So it's like you just walked right into to what I love talking <laughs> about. Tell me where that really comes into play. Like I know you just explained a little bit, but Explain to me where if people are devaluing their services or if they're afraid to talk about money and the value of their services, where this kind of breaks down. Yeah. So great question. So you really have to know exactly what your services are, what you're really good at, and what you're willing to trade. Because you might not be willing to trade your full enchilada package versus, hey, I'm going to trade these three packages, but I might add, you know do a couple of add-ons and sell these packages while I'm also potentially doing the trade. We're all for that. However, it's the understanding the your value system, what you're offering, and then what your needs are and being very crystal clear with what those needs are. So I hate when people leave things very open-ended. It's like, okay, if we're doing a trade and a photo shoot, and you're letting me use the location. Don't tell me, you know, uh, day before that it's for two. Pe- that I can only bring two people mm-hmm. because I've already pre- prepared, you know, to bring eight people. Like, be very clear and transparent so there's just no surprises at all. And then the the community, because it is a vetted community of entrepreneurs, and it is through an application process. That's really where you know. There's no way for me to tell in these applications, you know, if these girls have a healthy relationship yeah. with money. However, based on what their services are and what they're willing to offer and what their relationship is with money based on what they're looking for too, I can make a pretty quick determination if they're going to be a good fit for the community or if they're, you know, in it for the wrong reason. I mean, honestly, in the two years that I've had Barter and B, I've only had one unhappy barter submitted and it was wow. uh, yeah. I mean, and, and there might have been others, but I've only had one physically submitted. Good to... job vetting. I mean, that <laughs> I could see where that would make or break this company. Good job vetting. You've, yeah. Over two years, only one bad exchange. When people's money mindset and personal values and feelings and all... Feelings. And yes. When that's involved, you're, you're knocking out of the park. Yeah. And that's what it was. I think on this particular one, it was feelings and I dug. I mean, when I found out about it, I wanted to talk to both. I needed to figure out, okay, what happened? Why did it not go the way that you both thought it was going to go? And really what it comes down to it is there's so many different personality types and creatives sometimes take things very personally. So if an illustrator delivers something to you and the color that she used in the, you know, uh, while she was building it and whatever InDesign or whatever program that she was using didn't align and match with that other company that she was trading with. And they requested you know, for that to be changed. For lack of better words, it was a sensitive subject of, well, if they were transparent and said, Hey, you get two revisions for this illustration because it takes me 8 hours to create each one of these illustrations, then that would have nipped it, I think, in the butt versus the back and forth. 
So, or when you're creating art, you're also visualizing the art the way that you envision it and not so in a marketing like uh, on brand way. And so creatives sometimes can get offended. That's why I think we're really opening up these different features like the chat feature and, and to make things very, very crystal clear right, right out, out Is there the a written gate. contract? Is there... I noticed when I was poking around on a website, they do a great job saying, here's what I'm best at. Here's my rate. Here's my value for this type of service. Uh, so at least it's easy to determine an equal value exchange in each other's eyes. But is there some kind of contract that they enter into? Yeah, so we offer a downloadable contract. We teamed up with an amazing company called LawGood, and they created these contracts for us uh, for our members to use. We, you know, we're not forcing you to use them by any means. We're just saying, like, hey, uh, we advise that you know there is some form of agreement that if I'm giving you a landing page for fifteen hundred and you're giving me copy for you know fifteen hundred, let's you know make sure that that's written somewhere. And really, more than anything, for me, those types of contracts outside of like the financial exchange and the trade itself, it's really for the the deliverable uh, due date, mm-hmm. just so that this doesn't linger. Just because it's a barter, don't treat it differently than a paid customer. And I can't be more crystal clear about that. We at the agency, you know, uh, you know, I've had it for five years to the moon, and I started out in the very beginning working for clients for Adidas gift cards because I needed to build my portfolio. Then, you know, it went from like charging five hundred a month for social media management to fifteen to two thousand to so on and so forth. But in a, uh, based on our our growth and our portfolio and our work. But I never treated a discounted client different than a full retainer client. And that's got to be they, key. Like they, yeah. you cannot enter into this with the attitude of, well, I'm going to really work hard on my paid clients and this barter I did, I see as less value. You must exactly. see an equal monetary value whether you're bartering or paying, right? Exactly. Because it can, it can bring you so much more paid work than you ever imagined. If you do it the right way, and it's really about networking more than anything, I think, and building relationships with people. And I think that's the the beauty of having it a vetted community and not just open to the public so that it just doesn't get disvalued or loses its authenticity as we've seen you know, happen to Instagram. I mean, you've got 28% of the community on Instagram and they're all bots. Mm-hmm. So, you know... I really want it to be um, a lifestyle brand, I think. Um, I got asked this question recently um, through an advisory team that I was chatting with. And no offense at all, I'm by no means a feminist, but they were all men. Mm -hmm. And they were all like Silicon Tech Valley guys. And they, all of them across the board, they were like, what's your exit plan? What's your, um, you know, what are you going to do with the agency if barter takes off? What, you know, uh, they all they cared about was what, what's your five year vision to sell this company, build and sell this company? They cared about the numbers only. Yeah, exactly. They cared, which is totally fine. And then I kind of stopped them all and I asked, okay, well, what if I was making, you know, let's say through advertisement and through membership and 50,000 a month? And what if I don't want to sell the company, you know? Uh, you're just assuming that you know I'm going to be able to sell it for X amount later down the road. What if I don't want to sell it? And what if I just want it to you know make money month to month? And they were like, "Oh, that's called the lifestyle brand. You can totally do that, but then your approach is a little bit different." Mm-hmm. And so it, it really dawned on me that okay, I don't. I'm I'm looking at this differently than like a tech you know company that's a startup that you know wants to get uh, acquired. And if that happens, great. But you know, with this new build, it's truly for the member, and we are actually um, we are not launching with the monetization pricing mm-hmm. funnel. Um, I'm going to learn the the data and the analytics and the behavior of what's happening for the new site before I even come up with that because it needs to be so fair. Because again, it's about bartering and it's about trading and it's about not really spending you know tons of your capital. And so it needs to make sense, and it needs to have that uh, you know data behind it and authenticity. And so we're waiting um, to do that. And I'm I'm very happy to say that we're also grandfathering in all of our existing members. They will never be be charged to be on the platform. Wow, that is so good. That's that's what I was going to ask: is how are you monetizing it? Is it a, a monthly membership fee plus advertising because there's a lot of traffic? 
Yeah, so we did a ton of testing, a, a lot of surveys with the existing members. They um, like the idea of the monthly membership or yearly annual membership. It's basic. And the reason why people like it is because it's what we're used to. Um, so many different companies do it. And so I think that could potentially be an option, but making it a little bit more curated in the sense of, let's say if the website is free for all, however, you know, tier two, tier one websites free for all. Tier two gets you access to the website, the community, but also the chat feature. You know, then like potentially tier three is, you know, you can sponsor your own posts um, and be at the top of the list. And, you know, tier four, you can host your own uh, webinar or workshop on there for like our top tier members, those members that let's say are not open to bartering. However, they might be open to education. When I launched the agency, I would have loved to have talked to someone as a, as a social media specialist on how, how do I begin pricing? How do I come up with this? Now there's social media companies all over the place. But 5 years ago, honestly, there wasn't that many. And I couldn't just Google cost prices for that. So what if I could just talk to someone for 30 minutes like we're talking right now and just pick their brain about you know how they got started, how they created their packaging. And, and I think that just... you know. It's good karma. It just yeah, comes full and so, and so like that kind of that trade. kind of privilege might come with like tier three, right? That you get to go talk and get consultation with other tier threes, or so you're going to build in those kinds of things. Exactly. So this MVP, we're definitely rolling it out um, with some big key features. The chat feature being uh, probably the biggest, and the news feature, and then adding on to that based off of those analytics and data and really beta testing these members and having them decide, well, what will be helpful for you? What what would you like to see on the platform? Or again, serving and asking them, uh, you know, how how you know they can um, provide feedback about the the pricing funnel. But I didn't want to just come up with a pricing funnel just to come up with it and for it to monetize. It needs to make sense. The advertisement piece is definitely also um, in in our strategy as well as partnerships. Um, with other B two B clients, mm-hmm. so like companies like Dubsado and QuickBooks and Squarespace, and really only companies that help small businesses thrive. I, it makes no sense to have Revolve uh, or you know uh, Reformation yeah. or you know those companies advertise. I think on the website, and so just being very very authentic. There's a lot of these female companies that sell their email lists, mm-hmm. which. You know they shouldn't really be doing, and all those privacy policy and terms and conditions are changing in January. So we don't we don't want to be you know making money like that. And then of course events. We plan to have so many more events in 2020. We've had such a great success with these events, and in full transparency, I've probably put only like maybe 85, 90 percent of my effort in these events. So I'm excited that I finally, you know, have an amazing digital agency social media team, so that I can kind of put more focus towards barter and be and and um, doing more events locally. That's really cool. So there's gonna, these are going to be meetups for people that want to come and and maybe learn about entrepreneurship and also meet other people that they could barter with. Exactly. The last one we did, uh, we did it at Biz Babes, and the whole kind of concept was that let's get all of my social media uh, people in the room that do what I do um, and let's hear about all of them um, and and ask questions and get answers about you know what's next you know with with the social media space and what what do you think the next channel is going to be or what do you think the missing piece is and really just getting people in a room to have a conversation and to meet each other in real life I think is super important and and they build like great relationships through that and we do fun giveaways and so i think the ev- events will definitely develop out um i don't want them to be super you know uh, heavy mm-hmm. i feel like a lot of these events are just like so there or there's too many people and you're not really networking and so i want them to be like m- much more smaller uh, curated more like you're at someone's house and it's like an experience and then workshops to me, I think are really valuable is that, you know, that I think could potentially be also another revenue stream. Is I to- see you partnering with all these uh, women's um, co-working spaces are popping up around LA and Santa Monica here and, yeah. and even New York and everywhere else. Like that'd be an ideal partner for you to go partner with. And Oh, 
the wing would be an ideal yes, partner. Totally. Albright would be an ideal partner. There's just so riveter. So our very first Barter and B event was at the Riveter and they were just so kind. They they hosted us. We've had a, an amazing relationship with them. So yeah, I think there's definitely a lot of cross-pollination there. Um, and you know, Barter and B wasn't when I thought of this, it was not meant to be just for females. Um, I did a survey study that showed that females uh, were more inclined to trade with each other versus with trading with men for some reason. And so based off of that, and I think where the climate currently was, I was like, oh, okay, yeah, it should totally be a female community. But it wasn't like I I was like, I'm only female yeah. and I will only trade with females. I was going to ask I about that. I trade with what men the, all the time. Yeah, I was going to ask what the, the, the reasoning was behind that. And I, if I was guessing, I was guessing it just made it feel like a safer space to make safe transactions where... Uh, let's be honest, you know, there wouldn't be guys in there with, for the wrong ideas or they wouldn't be bringing their masculine energy in like, I'm going to out-trade you or, or anything like that. Was that part of the, the feeling? N- yes and no. I think it was like a very quick decision in the sense of like, yeah, it should just be female because like everything was at that time, it, it honestly was decided before the Me Too movement thing happened. And again, like I am not like one of those women who's like, a heavy feminist that's like against men. I love men. I I I want to work with men. I my best uh, working relationships are with men, and so you know there might potentially be that the platform has a whole separate you know community that's just for men, and men are trading with each other. And then you know maybe later down the road we we launch it to everyone. But I I really wanted to find a small tight knit group, and it's already really tight in the sense of it's creatives, it's entrepreneurs, it's trading services and not just goods. Mm-hmm. And you know, it's it's different than other bartering sites in the sense that it's like you can't really like trade your guitar for right. a cooking yeah. bus, yeah. right? Yeah. So these are things specifically for your business to succeed. And yes, like if you need that self-care touch with a health coach or an esthetician, amazing. Or uh, you want to, you know, uh, go to um, a rental location and do a photo shoot at that home in trade for you know something with that individual that's totally fine but it's it's really meant for that those types of trades. So we're talking like sales copywriters, web designers, graphic artists, uh, maybe Facebook advertised experts, right, agencies. Uh, maybe uh, what else? Give me more examples of like who should be checking event, out on the site. Yeah, event planners, mm. there are calligraphers there are, I mean, accountants, attorneys. Oh yeah, of uh, course, brilliant. Yeah, and what's crazy is that not a lot of attorneys, if they work for uh, a company, they can't really mm-hmm. offer services outside of their company. However, a lot of attorneys are going freelance because there's been such an increase in entrepreneurship. So it's kind of cool because now I'm finally... I wasn't getting as many attorney applicants. And now I'm getting a lot more attorney applicants. Um, the same goes for accountants. If they work for an accounting firm, then they don't take outside clients. However, because they increase, you know, of small business mm-hmm. owners, then you know, a lot more freelance accountants, which is really great. And you know, you can like, you know, you ask like, oh, well, what would they want in return? Well, they need business cards. Yeah. They need digital design. They need marketing. They need social media. I mean, we have uh, real estate agents on there, so it's just like, I, I really think that it can just. It's going to grow and shift and change as it's already done. It surprised me in so many different ways already. As, listen, uh, there's many times I'll be on a stage talking, and I just love to call people out on on their limiting beliefs, right? So I'll say, okay, everybody who's good at social media, like if you are really good at mastering social media, I want you to stand up right now. So they'll all stand up, and then I'll say, okay, uh, raise your hand, those of you that are standing, if you need somebody, uh, if you're really bad at graphic arts and you need someone to do graphic arts, so that, you know, ha- maybe half them raise their hand. And then I'll say, okay, now if you're good at graphic arts, I want you to stand up, but only if you need social me- social media because you're not very good at. It. And then, you know, a big piece of the other room stands up, and I go look around. Like these are the people you should be trading with. You don't have to live in this excuse of I can't afford it or I don't know where to find it because it's right yeah. here in this damn room. Imagine what it's like out there if you put it on social media and ask for what you needed. And I think this is one of the things that you teach the most is be a little more direct and unapologetic about asking for what you need. And you just created the platform to make that easier. Exactly. And I really hope that people you know, garnish that confidence to just be super transparent and 
honest with themselves so that they can get the things that their business needs to succeed because it's right there. And I mean, we live in a day and age where, you know, we have Google, there's just so many resources. There's no it's more... It's never excuses. easier to succeed than it is right now. Let's be honest. Exactly. I mean, with the, you know, uh, world of Instagram and t- even TikTok, I mean, people have careers that... I could never even imagine. I watched a video the other day of a guy that does music in his underwear and he is now playing at like the shrine in Los Angeles. Amazing. And he's built an entire career out of it because he got famous on uh, Instagram and YouTube. No more excuses, really. No, that's incredible. Okay, so where did your drive for entrepreneurship come from? Because I don't know if, if, if I read it somewhere or if, if I heard it, but and you mentioned it earlier that you know you're already out working at 14. You've kind of always wanted to quote be in business. Is that right? Well, I think you know I started at a very very young age. Even in Georgia, I told the story. I think in an article before where I and we're um, talking ex Soviet Union, just so people don't yeah. think like Georgia, Georgia. Yeah. Oh yes, yes, yes. So uh, former Soviet Union. I'm like five six years old, and I take a couple of things in our apartment and I go uh, and sell it on the courtyard. And I just I, I would charge our neighbors um, to sweep their floors or take out their trash, not because we didn't have money in Georgia. <laughs> like that wasn't it. I, I, I don't know where that came from, honestly. But you know, I make that funny joke that I sold a, a vase, which then was used to um, pay for my sister's tuition. And yeah, when when we finally came to America, my mom sold it and it paid for her tuition. And wow. so we got it back. I sold it to my neighbor for like five lari, which is like two dollars. <laughs> um, <laughs> and so, and then when when we came to the U.S., I was so hungry and eager to work. And I think it was because I couldn't because of paperwork. And once I, you know, we received uh, our paperwork for green card, then I was like, okay, I want to get a job. So my first job was at Limited Two. And then honestly, since then, I've worked for over like 60 plus companies, which I used to be so embarrassed of because I have been more... I've been fired more times than I'd like to say. I've quit more times than I'd like to say because I just didn't take shit from people. Mm -hmm. And I honestly believe that each one of those different industries that I worked for um, has helped me so much with the agency because we work for food and beverage, but also fashion and beauty and cosmetics. And so I can now have kind of a point of view and a reference because I've worked in so many of these different industries. Um, hospitality, you know, there's just so many... I was a dental assistant. Like there was just wow, so you've done many. it all. <laughs> and my friend actually made me make a list and she wants me to write a book about... <laughs> That'd be <laughs> an awesome book. so many. Yeah. Oh my God. Okay. You got to write that at some point. That'd be so good. Let's talk generosity for a moment because your whole brand, once again, is a walking, talking example of generosity at like its finest. So how important was generosity or, or giving to you when you were thinking about building this out? Yeah. I mean, for me with Barter and B, even the business model for it wasn't for it to monetize. It wasn't like, oh, this is going to get me you know, rich. It was okay, if I can do this, other people can do this. Other people should do this. Because let's face it, the 9 to 5 sucks. And I hated it. I, you know, I felt like I was allergic to it. And so the more and more people I also met in LA and the more and more uh, entrepreneurs that were doing what they loved and that what they were good at instead of just doing something to get a paycheck, it was really inspiring. And I felt that, okay... Let's see what happens. I'll build this platform and let's see if people show up and if people have these stories to share. And every time that I hear one of these stories, it's like, oh, it gives me like another lifeline, like another level. I'm like, oh, okay, that just fed me for like six more months, you know, to keep going and to keep going because, you know, Barter and B hasn't made any money. Even the money that we make at events goes, you know, back to uh, the, the people that let us host the event. And so, to me, I think there's so many different ways that once we do monetize, how to support uh, entrepreneurs. Um, and and it's all about giving back because it does truly come around full circle. And I believe that for bartering too. I think bartering comes back full circle with paid clients. So yeah. The great irony is I do know for a fact that I'm going to use your exact words. This is ironically going to make you rich. But it was born out of a place 
of pure generosity. Because you just nailed it when you said, we're not even monetizing it right now. Your main, people have to understand, your income and your success, financial success comes from your digital marketing agency, not yep. from Barter and B. Barter and B was born strictly out of, you wanted a marketplace to exchange resources to lift women up. And that's yep. the ultimate example of generosity. Yep. And the beauty of it is that they help support each other so much, both businesses, is that, you know, I work with so many freelance photographers and graphic designers and videographers to create content for our clients. And so for me, now I have this incredible vetted list I can just go to and say, Hey, uh, you know, are you open for, for a trade? Are you open for business? Or here's my client. And I've, you know, for me, I think that they help support each other so much in, in that way has been successful for both businesses and in networking. Because anytime I meet someone also for the agency side of things, I'm always talking to them about, well, you should join Barter and B. You know, someone will come to me, do you have, you know, I need a new website and I don't even know where to start. Well, have you, you know, looked at Barter and B. I mean, the beauty of it is everything is right now public. So if you're not using this as like a tool, while it's all open to the public before it goes into a login uh, in in the new website, I mean, my mind is blown. It's like, I've done the work for you. I've, you know, created this amazing Mm -hmm. list of wonderful vetted females that are willing to barter and work. And, you know, what I've been told is that People are hiring people off of this right now because it is public. I absolutely love everything. Okay, where should people go if they want to check this out and apply to be a part of it? Uh, Barterandbee.com. And um, if you you know apply now before the new site, then again, you're grandfathered in. And then follow us at Barterandbee on Instagram and Facebook. And yeah, all the things. And what about your social media and digital marketing agency? Where can they find that? So the agency is called To The Moon Social, uh, www.tothemoonsocial.com. Uh, the IG handle is also To The Moon Social. And you know, w- with the agency, it, you know, that company just blows my mind. Uh, month, month after month, uh, I've been able to grow the, uh, my business to five girls now that work for me. Wow! Um, and it's just... I, I would have, I could have never dreamed for an amazing team that I have working. Uh, well, I know me. you do good work because I see it out there all the time. It's how I, I tripped across you, and, and then it turned out we had a whole bunch of mutual friends as well that you're doing work for. So, you know, if people are looking for a social media uh, agency and, and digital marketing agency, they need to definitely go check that out. But listen, every single woman, by the way, you're going to love the demographics of the show. It's over sixty percent women, and it's eighty five percent entrepreneurs. Right. So, I'm speaking to a lot of you right now. Every single woman who is in the early stages of her business or even the middle stages of her business that is sick and tired of feeling like you can't afford to hire something out or you feel like you're sick and tired of, of being stuck up against a wall, you need to go to Barter and B and you need to apply to be a part of this awesome equal energy exchange is what I would call it because it Love eliminates that. every single excuse when you're trying to build or transcend or go to phase two or whatever with your business. So if they at this point, if, if they don't go, then that's their sign that they are sabotaging their business and they really don't want to succeed. I'm not kidding. I don't mean to be so direct about it, but it's the truth. No, like it's somebody true. somebody says, here's the platform where you can get super high quality work done for free by exchanging your superpowers... If you don't go sign up for that, you really don't want to be successful. Let's be honest. Yeah, and you're not a true entrepreneurship. You know, nope. like you're not an entrepreneur at that point. Yeah, nope. you've got a hobby that you're using as an excuse at that point. All right, that's enough calling people out, or or, or they're going to get <laughs> mad at me. All right, so here's here's a question I ask everybody. I'm, I'm anxious to ask you this question um, because we talked so much about this eliminating excuses when it comes to being successful. So I ask everybody. I always say, give me a reason why people should be unapologetic about their pursuit of success? Ooh, that's such a good question. The reason why people should be unapologetic for their success. Yep, or their pursuit of their success. I think determining what your vision of success is a priority. And once you've determined what that vision looks like for you, because it's so individual and it's so personal, I think, then based off of that, erase everything that is on that list and that vision that you've just put together. Envision life without that. And so 
you know, for someone, it might be success might be the car that they are now able to drive or the house that they're able to, you know, buy or taking their family on a trip or success might just be, you know, building your portfolio. So it's just so individual and so different. I think for me, success has always been to have the freedom of balance and to be able to bring more joy and work to others. And so I think like the fact that I can employ the amount of people that I can employ on the agency side, like to me, that's my definition of success. And if I were to take that completely away, I would, you know, like why? Why would you stand in your own way? And a lot of times that's that's it. People, you know, have all these excuses, but they're the ones that are standing in their own way of their success. And if they could just step back for a second and realize that, you know, it's right in front of them. They just have to really open their eyes just a little bit more to see the road, but the path is right there for you. I had someone um, tell me once that nobody deserves anything and that like the idea of deserving is like it, it's non existent, like it, you know, or it's not, it, it's not healthy to think that way. Like entitlement. Entitlement, yes. So I don't want to say because you deserve success. You should go get it. You know, I think that you should really identify the relationship you have with what your idea of success is, and then based on that, you know, find that roadmap. And really, like the the manifestation piece of it is so important to me because I like I cannot tell you how many times that I've thought of something and then I've saved it somewhere and then I've manifested it. Whether it be literally the life that I'm living now, like this is exactly what I wanted, and now I'm doing it, and it's going to continue to move that way because I feel like I like am in that flow of of success, maybe, or or that giving and that gratitude part of of success. And once you're in that space, then I think you can just keep keep going forward. But yeah. I love it. Awesome answer. Awesome podcast. I love everything that you brought to the table. And I like us open this thing up with, I think this is going to be the path that a lot of people are going to be so grateful to find that it is possible to build out your business dream without having to have money in your pocket. And so I'm just so glad that I tripped across Barter and B and, and, and you. And I can't wait to do cool future collaborations and all that stuff in the future as well. Yes, I'm so, so happy that you found us. You have no idea. We must have done something right via social media. So, and, and it was very serendipitous for us to connect, obviously, with our mutual friends. And I hope to collaborate with you soon and beyond honored. Thank you so much for having me. No, thanks for being on the show. Thanks for listening. And if you loved this episode and know of someone else who is as successful as they are generous, please pass them on to me. It would mean the world to me if you help me get this cause and this message out to as many listeners as I can. So please, if you liked what you heard, it goes a long way if you take 30 seconds and leave me a five-star review and share this with your friends. I'll be forever grateful. And until the next episode, cheers to your success.